Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode of Glass Half Full, a podcast and a safe platform where we talk with a variety of teachers, entrepreneurs, spiritualists, uplifters, givers, shakers, and serenaders. Everyone has a lesson to learn and a lesson to share. Let's use our life experiences to enrich someone's heart, mind, spirit, and soul. Through sharing our experiences, we can be a learning inspiration for one another. I'm your host, Chris Levins. Let's welcome today's guest. Today's guest is Brad Dalton. Brad Dalton is an experienced educator, life coach, success coach, and public speaker with a demonstrated history of shaping culture and squeezing out the extraordinary in a broad spectrum of arenas. Brad is a positive leadership developer. He is a strong advocate for education, for the overlooked, for the underappreciated, and for the individuals and companies ready to tap into their future best self. Brad is skilled in coaching, team management, team building, culture, success, relationships, and fun by design. Brad is also a corporate cult- culture coach and host of the Best Self Podcast, as well as a success road specialist. Let's give a warm welcome to Brad Dalton. Good morning, good morning. I, I, I want to do my best to live up all to those all those cool things you just said. <laughs> I'm I don't sure know if that I'm you don't as have cool as you make me sound. Well, I'm sure that you are. Thank you so much for being a guest here on Glass Half Full. We're so happy to have you today. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity, and I've been uh, I've been diving into your stuff a little bit. I just really love what you're about. So, uh, thank you for letting me be here. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking some time out in your early morning <laughs> to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you let's betcha. jump right on in then. I like to ask all my guests this first question. I feel that our lives are in spiritual design. Can you share your life layout or blueprint with everyone? How you grew up, where, your family lifestyle? You bet. Well, uh, I'm pretty fortunate. I I grew up with two loving parents. Uh, I had a roof over my head, had food on the table, those kind of things. I have, uh, I have two younger brothers, uh, uh, two older older siblings as well. My mom was married before she met my dad, so technically they're my stepbrother, stepsister, my older ones, but I don't refer to them that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all had our own journeys. Uh, I mean, there's in my in my household, there's always been love, but there's not there's it's not always been a straight line, as you know. Success isn't a straight line. It's it's not linear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's been gang life. There's been meth life. There's been uh, getting run off the road by a drunk driver life. There's been state championships. There's been awesome milestones. There's been great success markers. There's been all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Uh, but there's always been love. Mm-hmm. And you know, today where I stand today, I've got a wife that's far cooler than I am. I've got, <laughs> Got two uh, two great boys. One uh, one that's playing college baseball, and another one that's on the autism spectrum. And he's a, a massive part of my story. 
and he's taught, taught me so much about life. And that's what I got rocking. I got a cool dog. His name is Thor. He's a little <laughs> petite golden doodle, the dog of thunder. And that, that's doodle. where I'm standing. That, and my family, my family, the people I surround myself with, they are my blueprint. Because relationships are the true power grid in life, Chris. That is so true. That is so true. Nice. And where are you in the world? I am uh, in Eagle, Idaho, in the United States. It's uh, it's it's basically it's connected to Boise, Idaho, which is the capital city in Idaho, and it's an it's a it's an awesome area. Great great area for family, uh, low crime rate, a lot of good stuff. Pretty yeah, if you're an outdoorsy type person, I've got the mountains twenty minutes from my door. Wow, and uh, it's it's an awesome awesome. I'm really 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 blessed with the things in and around my life. I love that. That's a great answer, definitely. Now, are you from this area? Were you born and raised here? All but two years. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I snuck out for a couple years, my first couple years out of college, or in college, out of high school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really... I always planned on coming back here because I knew it was a great place to raise a family, but I, I didn't really plan on sticking around the whole time. I was I had opportunities to go do work and, and educate in places like New Zealand and other places overseas and around the United States. But I, I, I met my wife when I was 21. She was 19. And mm-hmm. uh, it just happened. And, <laughs> and she was really deeply rooted. Family was a big deal to her and her. She was one. Of, she is still one of those families that her great grandparents were here, her grandparents were here, her parents were here, her aunts were here, her uncles are here, her nephews oh, wow. are here, and they were one of those families. With when you went to anything, there was ten other family members there. They they just did everything together. So it was almost impossible to get out of the valley, which is a pretty awesome problem to have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nicely put. Nicely put. Yes. Let me ask you, what are a few things that you've learned on your journey to get you where you are today? Wow. There's so many. If you're paying attention, there's moments every single day, almost every minute of the day, if your lens are in the right place. Mm. But I would I would say that just highlighting a handful, uh, I mean, lessons I've learned, one, we've got to invest in ourselves. You've got to bet on you. You've got to invest in you. It's not sacrifice, it's investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you figure that out, when you figure out that it's okay to fall on your face, when you figure out that the the dudes that are snickering in the back of the room when you're younger or the dudes that think their stuff doesn't stink, when you figure out that they really don't get it, yeah. when you figure out that you don't need someone else's permission to have an edge in life, mm. When you figure out that nobody has an edge on you without your permission, Uh, when you start figuring these things out and you learn these things by paying attention, by, by paying attention to detail and you learn these things by assimilating, uh, you assimilate to whom you associate. So when you just focus on surrounding yourself with people that aren't just going to say yes to your every word, surround yourself with people that appreciate you for who you are. Uh, surround yourself with people that are going to make you better. They're going to push the envelope that are he- going to help you give an even stronger edge to your life because 
they're not just saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, for me, my, I've learned so much just from my family. I, my, my big part of my story is my kiddo on the autism spectrum. I always, I always refer to it as the, the 15 minute sucker punch to the gut when, so I'm, I'm a personable guy. My wife's very personal, both fairly social. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're both to a fault. I, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I attached my identity too much to athletics when I was younger. And I've always been, a, I've always been a coach of some sort, whether it be an athletics or success coach or empowerment coach or whatever. Um, and I've always attached, when I was younger, I attached my identity to the wrong things. And I knew that the day, and having been a lifelong educator, I've seen what happens to people on the autism spectrum. I've seen the way people look at them. Mm-hmm. I've seen bullying. Today, a lot of cyberbullying. I've seen the way people look at them in a grocery store, the way they look at them in a dentist's office, the way they, you know, I see someone, someone sees a kiddo crying in an airplane or a kiddo banging their head on the concrete in a grocery store, and rather than feeling sorry for that kiddo, wondering maybe what's going on there, they get annoyed with it. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen all of that stuff. And so, man, when I, my wife and I drove separate cars when he got diagnosed, and I remember the walk to my car and the 15-minute the drive back to my house, just by myself, nobody was with me. Man, there was tears. My stomach was just in knots. I was I was sick to my stomach. I, it was probably I think I was driving in a thirty five going twenty five. Wow! And I was just I was kind of being selfish a little bit. Uh, I was I was feeling sorry for myself. I guess I was feeling sorry for him at the time. I was I was I was like ah, I wasn't in a great place. And but by the time I got in my driveway at home. I got in there, I sat in my car, and I just said to myself, man, I'm not going to do this to him. This isn't fair to him. This is not fair to me. This is not fair to my family. Uh, he, he's three years old. He's got 15 years before he graduates from high school. What can I do to give him the best life possible? What can I do to make his life the best life possible? And so from then moving forward, my wife and I and our family, we just did everything. We've done everything to give him the best life possible. And he's a rock star now doing great. Wow. Uh, but I've learned, I've learned so much along the way, Chris. I've The power of perseverance, the power of improvising, mm. the, the power mm. of overcoming, the power of empathy and compassion. When you, when you see someone that's struggling, not immediately just jumping to the, the get on the annoying train where you're just annoyed with them, mm-hmm. there's something going on there. It, there's a snowball effect. It's like anything else in life. People often looked at someone and they think that they're mean. Well, maybe that person's not mean. Maybe that person's just anxious. Mm-hmm. Maybe that person's just anxious. Maybe they're not a mean person. Maybe they're not a bad kid or a, a bad human being. Maybe there's something going on at home that's deep and heavy. And so I've learned a lot with him and, I, and I've and i carried it into my what I do with people, what I do with uh, conferences and events and workshops and coaching and teaching. And uh, so that's been a big part of my story. Wow. Now, when you thank you so much for sharing that. Um, 
and, and you know just sharing your truth about it. I'm sure lots of people and parents, if they find out this type of situation or dealing with their kid, that they you know they have these moments that they're dealing with. When you had that moment in the car by yourself, what was it that you were really upset about? Was it you personally upset with yourself as the parent? Or were you upset with just the general situation? Like, why is this happening to my family? Or why has this happened to me? Um, what was the the thought process there? What were you upset about? That's a great question, Chris. Awesome job, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't I ex- was upset with myself. Just having had, been, having had been an educator, I, I knew it wasn't my fault. I mean, there would be questions... Eventually, like, how does this happen? Why does this happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are the questions that come across your head, like, why why me? Why us? Of and uh, those kind of things. But I was more just feeling, I felt bad, and I feel guilty saying this out loud. I thought this at the time. Uh, it was really primal thinking. But at the time, I was thinking, I just felt bad for him. Hmm. I felt... I. Again, I've my mindset shifted and all that stuff since, but at the time I'm thinking, why why him and and I just felt bad for him because I just knew at the well at the time I thought he was gonna have really limited opportunities. Mm-hmm. And to an extent he still does just because there's a lot of limited and uh, a lot of thinking out there in the real world that just like they just don't know that they don't know or they're unaware that they're unaware mm-hmm. that these these peeps on the spectrum are incredible people. But I just I felt bad for him, and you know, virtually every a lot of the stuff has come true. Unfortunately, Chris. I mean, if you if for those that know anything about the autism spectrum, you know that. And I'm just being general here. The spectrum's humongous, but uh, you know, I knew that he was going to have a hard time making friends. Well, I mean, he's 16 years old, Chris, and he's never had a sleepover. He's never oh. he's never had I think he's had one play date at our house where we didn't have to kind of like drag the two peeps together and play and he just he's a he's a phenomenal kid, super funny, but mm-hmm. he's not he's not what most people deem typical. Mm-hmm. And our world has a tough time with non typical or what they deem as typical. And, you know, the friends have been tough. He, we, we tried to get him into some sports and stuff because sports to us just isn't about sports. It's about building friendships and relationships and learning lessons right. and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it, it was a, it was a struggle. And, uh, so a lot of the stuff's come true. I mean, people like cutting in front of him in, in line at school. I, I used to go and observe him without him knowing, Mm-hmm. at his elementary mm-hmm. school just to see how things were going on the playground and all that stuff and yeah he's literally walking by himself not a not a soul hanging out with him on the playground uh this it's been rough but I'll be honest with you it's, it's rougher on my wife and I than on than it is on him he's cool okay like he's he's you know he he's the social piece is missing a little bit with him mm-hmm. not not as much mm-hmm. as it used to be he's grown quite a bit but like he, it bothered us more than it bothered him that he was walking by himself. Okay. Uh, oh, of course, high, the parents, right? Yeah, I mean, we just we want him to have friends and and all that stuff. He's super, super, super cool cat. But he, 
he he just he kind of just gravitates to what he's comfortable with and what's in his routine, and that's mm-hmm. pretty normal for most peeps on the spectrum. And and he's cool with it. Okay, well then that's fair. You know, <laughs> it is always the parents sometimes who are just over worried. You know, because you, you want know? them to have that experience that you had, and you know. So I get it. I get it for sure. And you said he's sixteen now. Yep, just turned sixteen this spring. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, nice job for the parents. I mean, it's nothing that you realize that you were going to be having to do. And so it's mm-hmm. been a learning experience for everybody in the situation. And that's great. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll say this too, Chris. I mean, every you learn this too. You, everyone's playbook looks different. So there true. is no one playbook for parenting or coaching or teaching or friendship because we all have our own blueprint for success. We so all true. have our own different, you know, our own fingerprint on life. We all have our own whatever. And you learn that everyone's playbook looks different. Some are a little bit, some people's playbooks are a little bit bigger, maybe a little more high maintenance or maybe a little bit more work in there. But we all have our own junk in the trunk. We all have too many socks <laughs> in the top drawer, you know what I mean? So... Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let me ask you about success. Um, What does success mean to you? And I also want a two-part on that. Do you feel success is the end of the road? Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, that's that's a great question. Uh, Success isn't the end of the road. Success is the road. All right. It isn't the end of the road. It is the road. Success is not a destination. Success is not something you get to because we're always becoming the best in the world will always tell you in any in any lane in any niche they're always becoming yes. always becoming yes. life is not about what you get life is about who you become life doesn't give you what you want life gives you who you are and you so you you treat for me success is the actions i'm about to take the text i'm about to click submit to the email i'm about to send the conversation i'm about to have is it going to have me trending in the direction of my desired identity? That's a success. Can I be born? Can I be ascending toward my desired identity? And if I'm doing that, that's a success. That's 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 huge, man. That's I mean, if I can be 0.01% better today than I was yesterday in any part of my life, that is fantastic. If I can be 0.01% more kind today, if I can be 0.01% better with diversity. If I can be 0.01% better with compassion, mm-hmm. man, huge. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, give it to me now. I know that's right. Me too. Would you say shower me with it? Shower me with it. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Definitely. Just making strong, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big. Sometimes people feel that success has to be some huge feat. You know, right. and it's it's nothing about the size of it. It's making that steps in the right direction and just little by little to get us yep. there. So, yes. Nice. Yeah. Let me ask, uh, who helps bring you back to reality when maybe you have gone a little far from it? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I, I try to I try not to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very conscious of it. I want to. I want to surround. It's it's always comes back to people, Chris. I mean, true power grid in life is people, 
And I want to surround myself with people that are going to not let me stray too far away from my core values. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure my core values are what I'm valuing. And I want my actions to match my words. So I, I think it's really important because it wants you, if you start dipping your toes too deep into the negative train, into pity city, into victimitis, if you start getting too deep and you don't have people around you, that are going to help hold you in check and keep you accountable. Then you are going to get in a deep place and it's going to be really hard to get out of. So once true. you jump on that train, man, it's hard to get off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, if I, if I had a negative experience today, uh, I saw a study recently where a negative experience, even with me trying to rectify it, it on average, it might stick around like another 26, 27 days. Whereas if I had a positive experience today, it's only going to have enough fuel for like the next four or five days. And I know that's just one study, but it gives you, it gives you an idea on how important it is to surround yourself with people that are going to help you, that are going to help keep you accountable. So for me, I, you know, it's, it's my wife, it's my colleagues, it's me adding value to others. When I when I have a day where I don't add value to another person, that's a crummy day. Hmm. When hmm. I when I don't get on here and I talk with the likes of Chris, or if I'm not interviewing people for my own podcast, or if I'm not coaching people up, or if I'm not educating people, if I don't do anything like that, that's that's how I would get knocked off my train. Hmm. But if I'm finding people to add value, now here's the thing, Chris is. You know, I'm talking coaching and empowerment and speaking and all this stuff, but you don't have to have any of those titles to do this kind of stuff. Again, you want to find a person that's unhappy, ask if they're serving. And serving can be as as easy as just complimenting your waitress, as someone has the tag on their their chest, the cashier has, has their name on their chest, and you refer to them by their name and say, thank you, Chandra. It could be you tipping somebody. It could be you opening the door for someone you've never even met and seeing the smile on their face and getting an authentic thank you. It could be you picking up someone's books that just fell on the floor. You don't even know them. Uh, it could be any of those things. Those are the things that keep me in check. Those are the things that keep me accountable. Those are the systems I have in place that allow me to Man, almost every day have a positive day, have a positive experience. I love that. And that's what we're trying to, we should be looking for is that positive experience. And, you know, hello is for free. There's no cost. A smile is free. There's no cost by it. And, you know, we can give it so freely. But, you know, to go the other way, people are so quick to be nasty or to be, you know, smart or you know that type of way and it's like you know the energy that you use to waste it we don't have to <laughs> just save it and yes. keep it for yourself <laughs> hello is for free yes. I'm, I'm writing it down and i'm stealing it Levin yes Nation. you can borrow hey it's all good we can share and share alike <laughs> definitely definitely let me ask if you were to purchase anything intangible besides health happiness or love what would you buy Man, that is such a good question. <laughs> Thank I, you. That that is seriously, I, I that, that that's a tough one because it, you it hits the ones that have already been taken, right? You're like, yeah, well, you, I would you, say. 
for me, it would have to do something. For me, it would have to be something that would enhance my human qualities, my character, mm-hmm. um, the way that I can positively impact others. So I don't know if I can say positivity or kindness or uh, self awareness. You can say those any of those. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those are things that would be important to me because not only. You know, I mean, let's just let's let's take self awareness. If I'm self aware, that's going to allow me to expand. Mm -hmm. And if if I'm allowed to expand, not only is my radius of abnormally awesome going to get bigger, but the cool (laughs) part, you know what I mean? But the cool part, the cool part about expanding you, you, me, and we, us expanding our abnormally awesome that we all have running in our veins. The cool part about that is. When our cup starts to get full and it starts to overflow, it's starting to overflow in abundance to everything that we care about. Mm-hmm. So the people in our, in our tightly knit circle, the people we love, the people in our community, the people in our you know, workplace or teams or locker room or friendship circles or whatever it is, our corpse, our, you know, our other, <laughs> you know, whatever, it starts expanding and here's the other catch. If if we don't focus on that, Chris, if we don't focus on that, if we don't fo- focus on expanding, mm-hmm. our lid of greatness will never lift. Hmm. Our, our like we all have this ceiling, but the cool part about life is we can raise that ceiling. We can raise that lid. We can raise our leadership lids. We can raise that bad boy. But if we're not if we're not doing that, then the people around of us don't benefit in the same way. So they have a lid on their ceiling because we're being selfish about our own Mm. in a bad way. The most selfless thing you could do is to get a little selfish in that you need to raise your ceiling. You need to increase your level of abundance. You need to create an abundant overflow. And when you do that, the people around you get better. See, that they have a lid. They have, they have a ceiling that cannot get breached unless you start getting after it yourself. And a lot of people don't think about that. They just they're get, get caught up in their own world. And as a result, the people they care about the most are getting hurt the most mm-hmm. because of this. Wow, that was powerful. That was a powerful answer. You're right. I love the expand to expand the ceiling. Yes. Get it. Yes. Get it. So we can continue to keep growing. What'd you say? Now we need a we need a larger place. That's right. <laughs> let's, let's get obsessed with some abundance over here. Chris. I love it. Yes, yes. Speak that word. Definitely. I'm glad it's recorded. I can go back and listen to it again. <laughs> For sure. So let me ask you about habits and goals. Do you mm-hmm. feel that habits or goals are more important, or should we have both? I think they're both important. I think that a lot of people focus too much on goals. Goals tend to be more of destinations. Goal, goals tend to be motivating, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily mature. You know, I'm looking to mature my audience. I'm looking to get better on the daily, not on the destination or 
And motivation is, I mean, we all need to be motivated. Like I said, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have goals. Goals are important. I have goals. Mm-hmm. I have goals each week. I come up with three big ideas every week and three big ideas for the month and for the quarter. We have, it's good to have goals, but you don't get to the goals unless you're fantastic with your habits. You know, yeah. habits, you know, habits are how you become. You want to become a different kind of beast. You don't want to blend in. You do want to be abnormally awesome. You do want to become. And you are who your habits say you are. So if you want to if you want to get to these things that we're calling goals, you're going to have to put systems in place and you're going to have have to have habits to work that system hmm. to make it happen. And We've got a lot of leaders listening. We've got a lot of people that are looking to become the best version of themselves listening. The way you lead is by becoming, by becoming the type of person that people want to be led by. If if you're not good, if you're not a soul-based leader, if you're not a love-based leader, if you're not good from the inside out, people don't want to listen to you. People don't want to follow you. People don't respect you enough. You're generally the type of person, doesn't make you a bad person. Like these people aren't bad people. A lot of these people, maybe they're insecure, maybe, and they're insecure a lot of times, ironic, because they care. Uh, mm-hmm. They, But they're, they're people that maybe they've been scarred. Maybe they have a previous experience. Maybe they weren't surrounded by, maybe they didn't have the great greatest mentors. Maybe they got put into a position that they weren't even a good fit for. So maybe it's not even their fault, really. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why that could happen, but at the end of the day, uh, yeah, you you want to create habits that are going to lead you to your desired identity. Hmm. That should be your goal. That should be your goal. That should be your success marker. Not necessarily. I know data is cool. Data is important. Data is sexy, but you're not going to get the data you're looking for if your habits suck. <laughs> That's the truth, right? Definitely. Oh, you'll get you'll get something, but it's not going to be what you're supposed to be Mm. getting. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. That law of attraction, we'd be attracted the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's real talk, right there. Right. That's for another show. For another show. (laughs) Let me talk about mentoring. You touched on it a little bit. Um, Do you feel that this is an important factor for people that they should have a mentor or they should be looking to be mentored? What is your opinion about that? Absolutely. And I don't just say that because I do that for a living. I say that because we want to, we don't, I don't ever want to be the smartest dude in the room. I want to be surrounded by people that are going to give me ideas and stimulate growth and push my envelope. I want to be with people that are also interested and in not sitting in the comfort zone, but right on the edge of the growth zone and the comfort zone. I love that. Yes. You don't you 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 need to surround yourself with people like that. Hmm. So the mentoring um would you advise that how would people go about finding a mentor? Yeah, great question. Man, again if our if we're really looking to seek out success and whatnot, they're they are everywhere. I mean, for like me, uh me, for example, I'm super present on social media. So whether it be LinkedIn or so, uh, Instagram or 
or any of those things, or if you just look looked me up on the web, those kind of things. There's people like me everywhere. Um, you just gotta give yourself a chance and go out there and shoot Google Google um, mentors, mm-hmm. Google leadership coach, Google empowerment coach, Google. You know, you, there's so many different avenues, so many different ways you can you can do it. Now, obviously, some some cost a little bit more than mm-hmm. others. Uh, I will say this. I don't, I don't want to go like really far into that, this, this part, but like I used to be that guy that I was afraid to invest a little bit of money into myself. I was that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I've been pretty positive and somewhat good put together for a while now, but even people like me, even the most powerful people in the world, they all have coaches. Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Tom Brady has a coach. Uh, we're willing to spend hundreds of dollars on things and toys, but we won't spend hundreds of dollars on the six inches between our ears. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? People will invest in all these things and buy these all these expensive items around their house and their cars and all this stuff, tens of thousands of dollars, and... They won't spend it on themselves. Right. Uh, they won't spend it on the thing that, you know, there's lots of talented people and smart people and people that could ace a test, but that doesn't make them good in life. It's the, the, the elite think differently. Hmm. The elite think about being significant and successful and empowering, and uh, they think about these things, and they think at a different level. They think differently, and they learned that from others. It's these are learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. Empowerment mm-hmm. and success and significance, fear, l- fear of losing, fear of screwing up, fear of failure, all that. Those are all they're all learned behaviors and you generally learn them from the people you surround yourself with. So why can't we get intentional about being an abnormally awesome, not blending in type fantastic human being? I love that. I mean, the, just in thinking about it, you know, I'm sure the ideas, people haven't even thought that deeply about it, I'm sure. You know, just, but you're right. It's about the people that we're around, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So just trying to be in that mindset of it, you know, and surrounding the people that are around us to be in that mindset as well for that. You know, I think that a lot of people feel that to have a life coach or to have a mentor, you must need to have some type of situation or maybe you need to have a problem that you're dealing with in your life to have these to to advance or to be looking in these areas, but that's not the case. You don't have to have any issue <laughs> current issue in your life to be seeking out a mentor or to be seeking out um someone as a life coach. Um, correct? Like you can still feel like your life is in order and you can still use some help, I believe. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I said our, our mentality needs to be that we're always becoming. We yes. can always become a better version of ourselves. doesn't matter who you are so or true. how much money you make or what, how much, you know, where you come from, your, your background. There's room for all of us at the top. There's plenty of room at the bottom. The bottom is crowded. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. 
So let me ask you, what does Brad do to keep in good health and spirit and joy and happiness? Do you have a daily routine? Is there some regimen that you do? Are you drinking some type of vegetable shakes? What is... Great question. <laughs> what's yeah. in your routine? Absolutely. Well, for me, uh, I, I win my day. I win my morning the night before. I win, I win it with how I treat my body and whatnot the night before. So it's a cycle. I, I want to get, I know there's a lot of people out there that talk about, you know, thriving off four and five hours of sleep. That's not me. That's not me. I want, I generally get seven to eight hours. I aim for eight, but okay, that's good. sometimes it's not doable. I, but I get to bed at a decent hour. I, I've learned to set boundaries. I don't, I don't answer my phone after 8 p.m. I try not to do, once I've left, like I've stepped outside my office, mm -hmm. I don't do work. Uh, if someone wants to text me and it's something I can get back to them real quick, I do that. But I don't answer calls. I don't do business. I wasn't good at that when I was young. When I was young, I, was, I wasn't where my feet were. Uh, even if I was in front of my family, I wasn't always with my family. I would be thinking about work and and just and clients and and meaning that you just, weren't present. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I would say one, I set boundaries. I, I set boundaries. Two, I truly do just focus on being the best version of myself. Three, uh, I don't get caught up in things I can't control. I don't do it. I think um, stress and fear and a lot of these things are backwards thinking. Mm -hmm. They're thinking you're, you're stressed over stuff um, or fearful, I should say fearful of stuff based on previous experiences or people get caught up in stuff that's already happened. How am I going to kind of learn this from my kiddo on the spectrum? How am I going to get better moving forward? I can't fix what happened 15 seconds, 15 minutes, 15 yes. days, 15 years ago. I can't fix that. Mm -hmm. There is a maybe there is a scarring experience. How am I going to make my future experiences fantastic? How am I going to do that? <laughs> so, I'm going to get a good sleep. Uh Then I'm going to wake up. I wake up around the same time every morning, which is what time? I wake up at about 5:15, 5:30. Uh, wow, it's dark outside, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, depends on the time of year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I'm most productive. I got to get, I like to learn first thing. So I'll pop on a a Chris, Chris Big Dog Levin's podcast <laughs> or, or I'll pop, a, I'll pop someone's podcast in or I'll pop, I'll read, I'll, uh, I'll do whatever. I'll do stuff in the morning before my day gets going. Because once my day gets going, it's go time, and I'm rocking. And I'm a you know I'm a worker. I'm a high energy guy. I'm I expend a lot, so I'm not you know by the time I'm done, I don't feel it while I'm working while I'm grinding. But man, once I step outside that that office, I feel deal. it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, but I you know how I how I keep going too is I, I eat well. I eat well. I, I are you a um, cooker? I have. Do you cook a lot? I, I do like to grill. Oh, that's right. I yeah, forgot I, where you're at. Okay, yes. Yeah, I love grilling. Uh, for me, I do have a routine. Like I, I wake up. I have a shake. I have this shake uh, that I take every day. It's like 
clockwork and it has everything good inside me. I used tell to us, make my us. own shakes. What's in it? Tell us. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's the company's called Isogenics. Okay. And uh, they have all kinds of stuff. I take stuff for, I take stuff for my cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cortisol levels hike or spike when you get stressed or when you're high octane. And as you get older, that stuff becomes a little bit. I'm not like old, old, but as you I was about to say, you're not you, old, Brad. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not old. You're not I'm old still, at all. My body, my mind still thinks I'm 18. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, my body thinks that I'm 118, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I rock these shakes, man, and they're so good. And uh, so is and it a protein just, I, shake or is it yeah, it's more than that? It, well, it has protein in it. It does have protein in it, but it, man, I, I'm not an I'm not an expert expert in it, but it has like 21 different nutrients in it. Wow. Comes in like six or seven different flavors. I personally am a big chocolate guy. Me too. And uh I love the chocolate shake, but it I have it, I have this cortisol, like a basically a shot, an ounce or two of this cortisol stuff, and then I have a metabolism supplement. And so I take those every morning and then I take the metabolism and another shake either at noon or at three fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I eat a regular meal at night. I don't go cray cray, but my friends call me the cookie monster. So uh, <laughs> man, if I got a cookie in front of me, I am absolutely crushing not just one, but probably two or three. And I uh, I lost I lost 18, 17 pounds between last June and November. Wow. And all I did was I did my shake and all the things I just talked to you about. And I just ate normal. You cut like, out people your cookies? Are like, what? Were you yeah, I, 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 well, my gang wife, I call, she's, I call it the devil's work. She, she's a really good cook. And she'll always like, she likes to cook cookies for people. Oh, wow. So she'll cook them and she'll bring them to people. But the problem is, man, a hot cookie right out. There's no way I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to crush a couple of those. (laughs) But my point is, like, people are like, what kind of diet are you on? And people always got these extreme diets. And I always tell them, I don't don't have a diet. I just, I eat smart. I'm very intentional. And, like, man, if my mom, if I go over to my parents' house and my mom cooks something with probably too much sodium and she loads it up with stuff that's not super healthy. I just eat like a normal person. I don't get cray cray. Uh, <laughs> I, I just eat. I eat to where I'm, what I've learned along the way, Chris, with eating is I just eat to where I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I used to eat to just like, I would be miserable or stuff because it's so I'm good. The, like, the, so the, like, the top go pants. Yeah, I get oh, it. Oh yeah. It. So no, yeah, I eat well. Um, uh, I am spiritual, although I I want to I, I want to keep uh, trending in that direction, and uh, I'm intentional with my thinking. I invest in myself every single day. I love between that. the ears. Yes, I invest yes. in myself. So great, so so great. Um, I want to change a little bit to talk about your book, um, DNA of a Winner: The Eight Steps to Building the Soul Print of a Winner. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. on that. You just getting all the claps today, boy. Yes, huge. yes. Look. 
So let's talk about it. Tell me what inspired you to write it. Um, did you just sit down? Was it like a, you know, you just were able to put it all out? Did it take a long period of time? Tell us about it. Yeah, no. I used to say it was luck, but it, it really wasn't luck. <laughs> uh, I, I just, uh, you know, it, it, for me, I, I've always had, uh, I've always done little. Well, let's just talk about with the book itself. I I decided right at the front end of COVID. This is the shortest version I can give you. Okay. Uh, right at the front end of COVID, I decided to start my own podcast. It's called Best Self Podcast, and the the idea behind it was I just wanted to stay in touch with people. My my juice has always been relationships. I love relationships, and. Uh, I just wanted to find, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't able to see people, you know, we were all quarantine type deal and mm-hmm. we couldn't go anywhere. And, and I just wanted to stay connected and I wanted to still give my message. You know, everything that I, I put in the book pretty much is the stuff that I talk about daily in regards to everything that goes in to be a better version of you and that we all have a birthright for excellence and what goes into that and those kind of things. And so uh, I started a podcast and no advertising, no marketing, never a dollar spent, never a dime spent. Five months later, it's in 54 countries. Wow. And congratulations. Well, yeah, it's just, it's the power of positive, man. It's just the power of positive. And uh, one of Tony Robbins' former publishers had heard it, got in touch with me. Basically said, "Hey, let's rock this. Let's do a book." And like, how do you say no to that? Yeah. So I, so we did it. We we grinded. I actually, I actually didn't take me as long as most people in writing it. Uh, really, I just locked myself in my house for <laughs> for and how long? Just, for about thirty days. Okay. And uh, I I pounded out the content of the book in about thirty days. Long days, but 30 days, which is pretty short, really. And, uh, man, the, the stuff that you learn in the process, though, like anything else in life, like unless you were in that room or that locker room or in that meeting, you really don't know what's going on mm-hmm. if unless you've been in that person's shoes. And that's how it was with me writing a book. I'd never done it before. And there is a lot to learn. I would never do it on my own, personally. Like stuff from the cover to the back to the flap to the all that stuff to the formatting. Um, I had a lot. I had a great crew. They were amazing, and yeah, we pumped it out last spring. It became a bestseller. And congratulations. Yeah, just uh, I used to say it was luck, but man, I feel, I feel I believe people like you, Chris, and myself, and people who are into adding value to others. That's in their DNA. That's in their juice. That's what makes them rock every day when their toes touch the floor. I think good things happen to those people mm-hmm. if they keep their lens on that, if they keep their lens on the success road, if they keep their lens on the process of becoming the best version of themselves. I think good people happen to people like you and I. And I'm far from reaching it. I hope I never reach it. Um, but man, my next 12 months are projected to be my biggest 12 months of my entire life wow. in regards to impact and revenue by a long ways. Wow. Uh, so, and it's just, all it is, is adding value to others. That's it. That's it. 
measuring success by impact, and am I going in the direction of my desired identity? That's it. Wow. All right, now. That's it. Y'all hear it, people. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you, how do you process disappointment for a person who is, you know, being up, high-spirited, high energy? There are moments, of course, we're human, um, and disappointment will come. How do you process that? What do you do? Well, I don't run from it. I embrace it. Okay. There we go. Uh, I don't... uh, I inhale it and I exhale awesome. I, you know, I just, that's just my mentality, friends. I love I, it. I love it. I'll be borrowing uh, that. <laughs> I inhale it. And would you say inhale it and exhale awesome? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I had it right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Now, when you, how, what do you tell other people how they should do for processing disappointment? Well, you know, disappointment is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like those feelings, they're one, they're normal. A lot of times people are worried that what they're feeling isn't normal or that they aren't justified or they're not real. And the thing is, our dreams are real. Our emotions are real. Our feelings are real. And there are feelings. With nobody, the fact that someone else can't totally feel it, if we're in the dumps, we're feeling down, it's nice to know someone else understands you for sure. So uh, true. But you don't, even if someone doesn't totally get you right away, you don't have to feel like those things aren't real. They are real. You're feeling them right now or in that moment. And so that's totally fine. That's totally cool. You have a right to feel that way. Mm-hmm. But we can't stay in pity city. <laughs> yeah, we, we can visit it, homeboy, but we, we can't stay there. And here's the thing. A lot of times people, they're, people they get stuck down there. Mm-hmm. They're not focusing on the success road. They're not focusing on the process. They're, they're focusing on, one, they're focusing on something that's already happened. And that ain't going to change your future. You know, hint, you know, I, I I stole this from someone else years ago, and I can't remember who, but uh, hindsight plus oh boy, I'm gonna butcher hindsight <laughs> plus oh man, I can't even remember now. But uh, it's okay. But you you want to focus on everything moving forward. You want to be a mm-hmm. forward minded thinker. You want to focus on the success road, and if you understand the success road, you understand that success is not linear. Success is all over the map. Success is all over the joint. Success is messy. And I'm okay with living a messy life. It's okay with living messy. Now, you want to live intentional. Mm -hmm. You want to, I mean, fun by design, soul by design, success by design, significance by design, diversity by design. I want as many reps as possible by design. I want to rest by design. All these things, it's... All those things, and you can be, and you can be messy. Success is not clean. Mm. Success is messy, and it's just getting people to understand that—that that what they're experiencing is normal. It's their own typical. Everyone's typical looks different. So nobody's true. nobody's typical looks the same, and it's cool. It is okay to feel what you're feeling. Just understand that you can't stay there, and this is how we. 
not stay there. This is how we get out of pity city. This is out of how we stop using the victimitis card. This is how we do it. And it's not reinventing the wheel. It's not, we're not trying to like, we're not writing a book on reinventing the wheel. These are things that if we just focus on, if we just rearrange our lens and put them in the right place, we all have a chance to be successful. Hmm. Yes. Nicely put, Brett. Nicely put. Uh, let me ask you, I'd like to close with this question with all of our guests. Is your glass half empty or half full? Oh, I think you know where I'm going with this one, homebred. <laughs> I think we do know it, but we want to hear yeah. it anyway. Take yeah. us there. Take us. <laughs> <laughs> I am a half full kind of guy. Mm. I'm a half full kind of guy. I, I think half empty is backwards thinking. I think half empty is generally people that are basing their experiences off things that have already happened, not about the intentions they have moving forward. Yes. And I want, man, I want to live an incredible life. I don't want to be pessimistic. Mm. I don't want to see the worst in other people. I don't want to see the worst (laughs) in other situations. I want to, no, I got to be real. Yes. I mean, positivity, people sometimes hear people like myself and they're like, that dude's just like over the top positive. That guy doesn't no positivity is not ignoring what's real in life. Mm-hmm. Positivity is and peace and success. You know, peace isn't uh, ignoring the noise. Positivity is not ignoring the noise. Positivity and peace and what should be your new success is acknowledging it acknowledging that it's there and still overcoming it. Yes. You're overcoming the noise despite the noise Mm. in a way that's going to have you living an incredible life. There it is. There it is. So there you go. Let's live half full. Let's do it. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome, awesome. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Uh, Wow, one, thank you for being here. Thank you for letting your toes touch the floor today. Hopefully, have a little bit of gratitude. Hopefully, picking up a couple things that will allow you to live an incredible life and have an incredible day. Thank you for investing in you. Thank you for choosing to bet on you. And I, I hope this inspires you to come back and listen to Chris and all the cool stuff he's got rocking. And um, thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you as well. Can you tell everyone how they can reach you if they're interested to find out about your book and a little bit more about what you do? You bet. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Yeah, you can. I'm um, really active on LinkedIn, Brad Dalton. Uh, You can go to Instagram at best underscore self you, best underscore self you. My people tell me I need to start getting into TikTok. Uh, so I just, uh, I, I feel a little cray cray there, but I don't mind speaking. So that's cool. Uh, that's the best self you, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can, you can email me brad at braddaltongroup.com and I will answer you directly. That'll, that'll come to me and or my peeps, but I will always be the one talking to you. And if you want to get that book, then yes. go on Amazon Search Brad Dalton, DNA of a Winner. It'll be right there. And it's an it's an easy read. 
It's uh, simple but powerful is what the people tell me. So Awesome. And we're spelling that, people, Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N for that spelling, Brad, B-R-A-D, to put that together yes, just sir. in case people are writing it down for yes, that. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you so much, Brad. <laughs> it's been a fire. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, and I, I can't it, believe man. that you are, this is a morning time for you. I, this is like, whew. If you hear me in the morning, it'd be a whole nother story. I'd be so deep. <laughs> My voice would be deep. I'd be slow. So, yeah, you are on fire. You have stepped out the bed on fire. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for all of your information, your tips, um, just your opinion about life, letting us know that we are allowed to achieve and grow and to be bigger and to become. Um, and I am definitely going to take your abnormally awesome comment. I'll be using that. <laughs> it is really fantabulous. So thank Run you for sharing. <laughs> Run with it. For sharing all of that. Um, and definitely we hope that we can maybe have you back again in the future to hear about all the other great things that will be happening from this point on in your life. Sounds good, Chris. Thank you. You take care. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Make it a great day. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners listening in to another episode of Glass Half Full, a podcast and a safe platform for everyone to share their life experiences. Once again, I'm your host, Chris Levins. Please subscribe, follow, and rate this podcast on Apple Music and Spotify for more learning experiences. Until next time, know you are blessed. See ya!